Welcome to another episode of the Frankie Lee Podcast. Our mission, to empower others to break patterns, flip perspectives, so that together we have clarity, direction, and success way beyond what we ever previously thought possible. Here's your host, Frankie Lee. Welcome back to the Frankie Lee Podcast. Today, guys, we have got a man who is who has his fingers in all different kinds of pies that there's so many businesses right now that I'm going to list out to you. He is the founder of Multiculture UK, which is which is launching in the next few months. He's going over there, over to London to do that. He's he's got Amplify You, the digital marketing agency that's done multiple like eight nine figures in ad spend for clients and generated massive amount of revenue, hundreds of millions of dollars. The man is Hals Canard. He's here right now on the sofa, and we're and we're and we're going to go into so much depth with you on so many different levels right now, guys. So. Make sure you fucking open your ears up. Welcome to the show, brother. <laughs> Cheers, bro. Thanks for having me. I feel uh, I feel honoured to be a part of it. It's uh, something that, mate, I'll, I'll, I'm hyped to have you, mate. I'm hyped to have you. There's so there's so much. Do you know what? When when I when me and you talked about your journey, yeah, and we obviously went into depth, and obviously I want to touch on on all points. Yeah, of course, because <sighs> there's a lot of people that have been very successful on the podcast, but not many of them have come come from the start that you've come from. Yeah. Obviously, we go, I want to I want to kind of give people a bit of a background, but like juvenile detention, yeah. jail time, yep. turning your whole fucking life <laughs> around, like like <laughs> fucking elbow, like it's, it's a big it's a big thing. So I, I I don't take people back normally this far, but I really want to understand your childhood, yeah, because because before we go into like revenue numbers of multiple seven figure, eight figure businesses, all this stuff and everything you're doing, I really want people to understand that you didn't have the best of starts. Yeah, I guess like you can look at it that way. You can say, hey, you know, um, grew up disadvantage. But I guess my disadvantage is later in life, you know, 24 years I was in that cycle, turned from disadvantage to unfair advantage. Because, yeah, 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 yeah. Because the, the start I had has taught me a lot of, uh, you know, hard, hard life lessons that I've been able to really utilize now, especially at my age and with the opportunity that I have. You know, if it wasn't for that, you know, hard upbringing, I guess, um, you know, I grew up in and out of foster care. Yeah. Um, at five years old, I was I was caring for my mother, um, you know, part-time with my sister. She was uh, nine years old at the time, so we had to distribute her medication, um, all of that sort of stuff. So we had Webster packs. We had to, you know, we lived in and out of the Salvos. Every month we'd have to go down to the Salvos and get food hampers and all of that sort of stuff. So... Uh, for me, it wasn't like traditional schooling. It was like my sister was teaching me math, English, all that sort of stuff at home because we had a job to do. We had and to. Your look sister's at, nine years old at this point. Yeah, yeah. So we had a job to do, and we just had to look after my old girl. And you know, we uh, we learned a lot growing up. Mate, talk about life apprenticeship because, and the reason why I thought your story is one that needs to be told on this podcast is because there's not many, there's not. Like Australia is a very prosperous country, bro. It is right. It's really we really do live in the most <laughs> luckiest place in the world. Yeah, we really are abundant, and you've got an abundant life now, even yourself. But there's not many. There's not many of the population that have to go through that deep, dark time in life where they have to like care for their mum at such a young age. Yeah, like at five years old, you're you're practically like doing things that like a ten or twelve year old would do. Yeah, it's it, it's it's that. 
that is some powerful shit. That's it is. It's uh, it's those those life lessons, you know. And everyone's got their rock bottom. Essentially, it's uh, it's it's those those lessons that that you learn at such a young age when you're such like a sponge. Like we lived in a pretty bad area, so it was second highest crime rate in Australia. Yeah. Uh, commission housing, and you know, I spent you know months on end in and out of uh, foster care when my mum would get you know too bad where she'd have to get taken away or 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 whatever um you know whatever support she needed you know we were we we had to deal with what whatever it was and we had to learn fast what was do you do you remember what it was like for you as as, as a young child like for the, going into like that foster care and and for that first time i um i actually enjoyed it my sister had more issues than me yeah um i enjoyed it because would go from kind of living pretty hard yeah. To, you know, you'd get to foster care and it'd be like, the routine was definitely different. You know, going to bed at a certain time, having to do dishes, chores, all that sort of stuff. That was fine. But like the going to bed at a certain time, um, you know, being restricted in things that you can do because essentially at such a young age, like we were able to do whatever we wanted. Um you know, whereas when we'd go into foster care, it was like th- th- there was rules. There's routine. That's uh, there's routine, and that was like a massive, a massive shock. But there was like good food, good snacks, good lollies. Like I remember getting juice, stuff like that. Yeah. And I'd think like, buddy, how like I it's like drink- you're living in a hotel now. Yeah, like I can drink orange juice, and I'm like, <laughs> well, I haven't had this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it wasn't man. like you're having casseroles and. Uh, you know, shepherd's pie for dinner anymore. You're having like, you know, good proper quality food. Good quality food. Proper home cooked food as yeah. well. And so how, it was good. And how good are the people that, that care for these children though in foster care? How good are incredible. they? Incredible. You must have met some incredible people f- through that. Yeah. So I had I had one main family that had me, They I was pretty lucky. I only went into the one family on and off until I was 13, um, Raymond and Sandra. And it's funny because last year they come up to, visit me so i i reached out to him about uh three years ago yeah started doing doing pretty well i thought i'm gonna reach out to these guys on christmas day so christmas day go through the phone book search up their number give them a call and they were just like blown away they're like what are you doing harley like where are you and i'm like i've just gotten back from uh overseas uh just been in singapore blah 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 um they you know keen to chat and they said oh it's fantastic that you called me we want to get up there and see you so they were in victoria about probably 11 hours away um they come up and and see me we had a big catch-up they come and checked out you know just built a house all that sort of stuff so they were kind of just like blown away and i just i asked them i said why did you um why did you do what you did because you would have foster kids they had 40 something kids come into their life only two people they've connected with one was this other kid that I was actually kind of with on and off, um, yeah. and the other one's me. Yeah. But out of all the people, like there's only two that they've actually stayed connected with, yeah. and me after what twenty years or something. But e- even though even though you two are only the two kids that have stayed connected with them, they've had an impact on forty children's That's lives right. for the better. Correct. Do, do you know what I mean? That's yeah. that 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 is incredible. It that is. is incredible what those two have done because to give that selflessly selflessly to to yeah. another human being. Yeah. We, I used to see kids in foster care when I was younger, and I yeah. never used to understand yeah. that dynamic. And only, it's only since I've, you know, get past that and really start to look back and start to understand when I hear stories like what you're telling yeah. me, that you really truly understand how, how what a fundamental part of society these people are. That's right. Because 
it, without without that structure in your life at that time, you know, a little bit of structure for that little bit of time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Things can change, man. That's right. Things can change. Did you find when you left foster care for those periods of time, that's when you started to get in trouble? Yeah, of course. So, you know, I, I was lucky. So I had, I had a combination. I had foster care and then my father figure was my pop and my uncles. So my uncles and, you know, my, my pop, really good close family, are very hard workers, you know, they're quite successful. So that was my routine. So on the Christmas, Easter holidays, I'd go up to Melbourne. It was like four hours, five hours away from our house. Um, and, you know, my my pop would look after us and, you know, he, he would care for us. And my uncles would show me routine going to work. And, you know, that's where they would give me, you know, my first sort of job working in one of their shops or businesses, you know, counting, you know, doing Doing whatever, do whatever, yeah. yeah just, pack just, your just do something, yeah. Yeah, that's that's right. And you know, they'd they'd pay me, and then you know, every Christmas would have Christmas presents because of them, you know. And so it was a mixture of like foster care showed me a little bit of routine, but I was a little bit young to really understand, uh, understand. the routine, yeah, and how to implement. Yeah, it. yeah, but the real routine come from you know my uncles and my pop. Yeah, sick. But like when when you when what. What age was it when you started to get in trouble with like the juvenile and obviously went to juvenile detention? What age was what age did that kind of come into your life? Fifteen, I think I was. I think I was. Uh, I was fifteen. So at at thirteen, I left. I left home. I, I left mum. She was in a better place. I moved out on my own. Um, I was living. I was living with one of my mates at the time. Um, and you know, between thirteen and fifteen, I wasn't going to school or anything like that. I removed myself from school. I was getting in like you know innocent sort of trouble, just like you know not going to school, hanging out with people, having started drinking um yeah. on weekends, and just you know that boisterous sort of stuff. It was essentially it was you know you'd, you'd class it as harmless compared to what I started to do at a later age, but however it was still building these sort still of still building these habits these of doing bad habits of doing something wrong. That's right. This 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 is though throughout this podcast I've been I've been trying to get the guests and myself to to really put into people's ears that it's the one percent things that you do right. that compound like That's all these one percent right. things that I do to get these episodes out they That's compound right. and all these one percent things that you were doing back in that those days were compounding to the bigger problem That's that right. we're going to go into. That's right. And it's like every, every everything everything has a positive and a negative effect. Exactly. Like right. You, you got to make sure that you're compounding in the right direction. That's is essentially right. what I'm saying. And you look at like Tony Robbins talks about it. The the habits that you are, are doing right now essentially are going to come into play in five years' time. So there's always like, I, I think it's like a three to seven year. I always find myself, I go on like three to seven year cycles. Yep. So what I'm putting into myself now is going to come out in three to seven years. Yeah, yeah. So back then, you know, I, I was 13. I was kind of getting in a little bit of trouble. I was living out of home. I was living out of home for about 18 months. And then I rocked up back home one day. My uncle's there and he's got his ute and all my stuff's packed on this ute. And uh, my bed, everything, right? And I'm like, oh, crap, what's going on? I was walking up the street and I saw it. And I'm like, who's that? Get to the door, it's my uncle. And he's like, mate, you're coming to live with me in Melbourne. You're going to school. You start school Monday. And I'm like, what? So um, I went I went and lived with him for about two years until I was 15. Um, I went to like a private sort of, got private education in Melbourne. Did really well in school, had a lot of routine, all that sort of stuff. And then my mum got really sick. So I moved back from Melbourne to Ballarat and that's when the trouble started. So mum got sick, she needed help at home and I, I left school in Melbourne, left my uncles and I went back to care for my mum and I hadn't cared for her for, you know, three years. 
Yeah, and obviously there's a lot of pressure on you now to to, to obviously care for your mum and obviously give give your mum what she needs. But what was what was the what? Where did the trouble kind of what kind of trouble were you getting into? So I, I moved back. I moved back to a town called Ballarat, and we're in this commission area. And the commission area is like the second highest crime rate in Australia. So my neighbours, uh, everyone in the area, were were, were kind of bad, you know. Um, so I started making friends with people. Um, as I do, I'm pretty pretty social. Started networking, <laughs> networking with the uh, with the wrong people. I started getting involved in yeah. uh, in drugs, driving cars. Um, this is so important because I want people to understand what you're what exactly what you're saying here. Yeah, you are a fucking product of your environment. That's right. So if you put yourself, if you're putting yourself right now around people that aren't encouraging you or taking right. to the next level or don't want you to win. Yeah, that's you right. need to fucking document that down in a journal, and you need to execute on moving away from that group and moving towards something it's better. Cancer. Because it, it literally is, bro. Yeah. What you've just said there is literally where everyone goes wrong. That's but right. they go wrong. But you went there, you went there like wrong there in a, in a when you were fifteen. Yeah, right? and you yeah. learned your lesson. Yeah, but there's people doing it at thirty six, bro. That's right. And 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 that's why that's why I just like fuck. We've got to nail this home right yeah. now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. important. Yeah. That when they they if they if you leave with anything from this podcast, you leave with that. It's like if your friends, if the people you're surrounded with aren't going in a way that you want them that's to go right. or where you want to go, then you need to really fucking evaluate your life. Do you that's know right. what I'm saying? That's right. So what what so that led you that led you on to mm. getting put into juvenile detention. Yeah. So um, you know my my street was. It was like next level. There was like police coming through regularly, uh, special operations groups, all that sort of stuff, doing raids. Um, you know, there were some gangsters in in our street that were heavily, you know, they they were doing big business back then. And um, I got involved in you know small sort of stuff as you do. It's like a bit of a stepping stone. Um, obviously, I've always seen like opportunity, um, and unfortunately, the opportunity that I saw back then was the wrong type of opportunity. So I got involved in, you know, um, drugs, guns, and um, you know, then started driving fast cars, all that sort of stuff. And so, literally, you were fifteen when you started to see guns in Australia. Yeah, yeah. That's some fucking. That's some. Seventeen when I got caught with my first gun. Really, just terrible. Yeah, yeah. And seventeen-year-olds, like the seventeen-year-olds I speak to now, like my mates' sons, and you know, I counsel a lot of kids that are getting in a little bit of trouble and a lot of parents reach out and say hey Harley I need you to talk to my kid like these kids these days aren't really you know doing that you know um so I I realized like I was around because I was hanging out with adults I was hanging out with 30 yards 25 yards yeah thir- not just hanging around with adults you were hanging around with adults that were completely That's right. polar opposite to where you should have been yeah. fucking going yeah as, as a you know what I mean you should be and this is so fucking important that people get this yeah it's but there's, but you you went from from zero to a hundred percent real fucking yeah, quick, real quick. But but there's people out there that listen to this that are just doing one percent daily in the wrong direction. Yeah. That could correct that. You know, even if you're going ten percent in yeah. the wrong direction a month, yeah. you can still correct yourself. That's right. If you catch it early enough. That's right. Catching it early enough is all about being honest with yourself. Yeah, that's right. And and this this is what I really want people to fucking get because. This is how I've changed my life. Yeah. Just catching myself in England, thinking to myself, do you know what? If I keep going like this, yep. fuck yeah, I might have a, might have one or two houses. 
I might have a I might have a nice missus, a sports car on the drive, but I'm fucking unhappy. Yeah. Because there's more to life than yeah. what I'm than what I'm trying to change. Yeah. So I've got to change my environment. That's right. So I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna move myself ten thousand fucking miles across the other side of the world to change my fucking environment. Yeah. That is that is how radical you have to get when you realise you you're not you're not com- your growth is not taking you to where you want to go. That's to. right. And that's all all that is is radical honesty. That's bro. right. And like so you go to juvenile detention now, you're in there, yep. you come out of juvenile detention. Yep. Did was ju- Am I right in thinking? Because I've got a lot. Of, a lot of people don't know this about me on yeah. the podcast, right? I used to work in a prison. Okay, yeah. So yeah. I used to teach yeah. um, women and men yeah. carpentry in jail. Well, right. That's what I used to yeah. do. That's what I. That's that's one of the, one of the jobs that I did when I when I was saving up to come to yeah. Australia. And I was in there. I was I was I was doing it for about a year and a half. Yeah. Horrendous. But what I know what I noticed from that environment from being in there myself yeah. was the fact that the prisons aren't aren't great because they put you they, in with everyone else it's a breeding it, ground it's a breeding ground for, more, for, for, for more making more connections with right. more criminality is exactly. that what happened to you exactly exactly it was like you go in there you think that you know at the start like you're scared like i was a kid um you know juvie wasn't you know it wasn't too bad however at, at the start when you've never really been in trouble you're in with a lot of other a lot of other people, and the notoriety around it is that they enjoy crime and they are repeat offenders. And you know, fifty, sixty, seventy percent of people that go to jail or go to juvenile justice are repeat offenders, and they continue. and The cycle doesn't really break unless something yeah, yeah, changes. Yeah. And for like you said before, it's got to be radical for it to change. Um, so it's just a breeding ground for for more crime, more networks, more connections, and that's essentially what it was. It didn't really teach me teach me anything. At, at all um and it definitely didn't scare me from um you know and, and it didn't really make me stop because i was too young and immature to really understand that, hey this isn't cool hey you're not going to be able to travel to the united states hey you're not going to be able to set up business in the united states when you're 30 like there's little things that you know yeah. i can't i can't do now yeah now, um, now i understand now i understand yeah fully why why you going into the UK for business yeah. and not the US? Which yeah, that's I, right. Which, when I spoke to you initially, I could never understand yeah. why you were targeting the UK yeah. to grow business rather than the US. Because I've got until April next year, and then I can get my yeah. conviction spent. It's been ten years. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, no, I understand. I understand fully yeah. now. It's it's, and this is this is this is so crucial. Is is the fact that you know the, the ch- these one percent things that you do and these choices that you yeah. make can lead to a massive impact in your life in, in the future you like you can't even step foot in you know in a country that you want to expand your business into now right. you could you could probably do 100 100 million plus 200 million it, it doing what you do well that's what they're doing over there it, yeah it, in in america right yeah. and you you've cost yourself 200 mil at this moment in time because you because of this because there's few few compounded things that you did when that's you were right. a kid and right. and if we can if we can show two or three people that listen to this or fucking maybe a lot more than that obviously yeah. now but that these things compound in that way that's right it, that is a powerful fucking move man it's a powerful move but that's how long were you out of out of juvenile before you reoffended and then got put back in prison um so I got out so I was 15 or 16 when I went in um I think I was I would have been 16 or 17 when I got out yeah. Um, and then there was there was two, two and a bit years, two and a half years before I actually went to adult adult prison. Um, How long were you in there for? Uh, 
13 or 15 months. Yeah, fucking yep. hell. And what was the point when you decided that, right, this has to change for me? Yeah, so I was out um, and I kind of just got let out. Um, you know, I had no job when I got out. I essentially had no money. I had a bag of clothes. Um, the police had confiscated everything, cars, where I was living, you know, um, all of my all of my possessions was gone for proceeds of crime, um, and I was out. How much are we talking? Well, you know, I had um, a property like you know an hour and a half out of uh, it was just like land, hour and a half out of where I was living. Um, you know, I had seven or eight cars, uh, bikes. Um, what else? Like jewelry, all that sort of young stuff. Like I was only a kid. I was only eighteen when we I was acquiring this million dollars. No, like million probably three hundred thousand or two hundred thousand dollars or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But I was only a kid, so um, you know, I I probably spend you know I was spending a lot of money each week on just you know partying and driving around and seeing friends and just all that sort of stuff. So I wasn't I wasn't acquiring possessions, which I'm I'm lucky because essentially I would have. Uh, been in a lot more trouble if I had have acquired a lot more um, possessions. So I was kind of, I was kind of, uh, I was kind of lucky in in that aspect. Um, you know, it was pretty minimal. Um, even even the sentence that I got was pretty minimal, um, and it was just due to the fact that I that I was young. So at 18 years old, like I shouldn't have really been doing what I was doing, um, and the the judge and everything like that was pretty lenient on me and I had a really good Queen's Council and all that sort of stuff. So I had, I, I was just lucky. I've always had someone obviously looking over me and, you know, I've always had a plan and a purpose for my life. So I always go back to that and I think, hey, like, you know, you were you were kissed on the dick by a fairy essentially. So, mate, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's one way, of, that's, yeah. one, that's literally like one way of, one way of putting it because, but I want, I really want to, I really want to know what what was the key thing in you changing your yeah. your your what there must have been there must there must be a key point in your life yeah, that you is. can re- yeah tell me about yeah. it so i've i've gotten out of jail uh, you know i've lost a lot of friends a lot of my friends all owe me money they've taken stuff from me and everything like that i had absolutely nothing when i got out i had this car that my lawyer got back for me that yeah. there was there was one car it was like a vsss Commodore or something like that. Uh, I was able to pick that up from the police station uh, when, when I got out, and that was my only possession. I, I had no license. I'm living in the back seat of my car. I'm going far out. These guys haven't even let me out with a job, and I've got this like big victim mindset going, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you, you're going to get let out of jail with you know a hundred thousand dollar job for being a you know good bloke. Like, you know, I started to think that you know everyone was against me, everything like that. I'm living in the back seat of my car. Um, you know, I've I've just um, I've just had a kid. Um, it's you know nine months later. I've just had a son. Um, you know, I'm essentially failed at life. I've failed at being a father. I've failed at being a partner. Um, you know, I'm living with a suitcase in the back seat of my car. Like I was, I was kind of at, at rock bottom. And I thought, far out. This has got to change. What can I do? And my mum and my sister were living like about eleven hundred kilometres away in a different state. And they were saying, you know, come up here, come up here. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to come up there. 
So I went up there, drove up there, and um, you know, I got I got a um, job as a as a dishwasher. I walked into this place. I was unemployable. Like I was trying to find work, and you know, nobody wanted to employ me. I was wearing you know Nike TNs. I just looked like, you know, I just I, I didn't have anything really going for me that I thought right. I had a massive poverty mindset from growing up. Um, you know, growing up in commission and everything like that. I had no self belief. I walk in. Get a job as a dishwasher. Um, I start, you know, trying to, you know, trying to be good. However, I'm still falling into old ways. I was, um, I, I was, I, I was doing doing good for about twelve, twelve or thirteen months. I managed to get myself an apprenticeship um, as as a chef, and I get a phone call. Um, it was the day before New Year's Eve. I get a phone call from the mother of my kid, and she goes, "Hey, Harley." Um, I've had a car crash last night and Lakin's passed away. So my son had passed away and I was still kind of getting in a little bit of trouble. Like I was trying to do the right thing. I was back and forth from Victoria to New South Wales. Um, and then that, that hit me and I was like, fuck, Fucking like I'm, hell. I'm 23 years old. Um, or 24, I think 23. I've just lost my son. You know, I was, I just, um, gone into like the end of my first year as an apprentice chef. I was just pulling things together I it was Christmas. Um, I was going down to see him before Christmas. However, I said to the mother of my kid, I said, "Hey, I'm going to come down after Christmas, after New Year's." I had all these presents packed under my bed, um, and yeah, I get that phone call, and that was like that was hard, bro. Like that was like I was like, here we are again. It's like 18 months later. Like I I thought I was you know it was the longest I've kind of stayed out of trouble and stayed you know away from people and cut all my ties and all my circles and I'm thinking fire out this is like a new level of rock bottom you know yeah bro um, fucking hell so from from then I just like I thought fuck like this can't this can't happen 3 months before that I just lost my pop as well and that was when I started to go hey you need to start changing because my pop was my only father figure so within 3 months I had these two you know um, these two losses and from then I just go hey you can't you can't be doing this like you've got to you've got to change your life and I went through like a dark dark uh time after I lost my son and I never I was like that person that never takes help from anyone I'm like no nah, I don't need it. I can do everything on my own you know real prideful um Nobody can tell me anything. I was unteachable. Um, you know, you, you, I, I didn't listen. You know, I didn't learn. None, none of that. And then after I lost my son, I thought, far out. Like, you're going to have to really dig deep and, you know, I, overcome this. And from there, that was my rock bottom and that was my turning point. And then from that date, like, I haven't been in trouble since. Um, Fucking hell, bro. That's some powerful shit. Because I, I obviously read a bit of your backstory, but. I didn't know that that was a pivotal point in yeah. your life to to obviously pivot on, man. Yeah. To 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 lose to lose a, to lose a person in anyone's life is never an easy thing, right? Yeah. To, to lose it to lose a son for for a, for a man, fucking, I can't even can't even imagine putting putting it into a context for anyone yeah. to understand. But the what but what you've done with that mm. is commendable, bro. Like you know. The, the way that you've changed your life and took your life forward yeah. and are using it for the right reasons it's just fucking phenomenal bro yeah like, so you gotta you, hats off to you for, hats off to you for that no, cheers but 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 what a, but what a wake up call it was it was like the wake up call that you know nobody nobody deserves it doesn't matter what you've done in life and how bad you've been as a person at the end of the day 
he had a loving mother that was like perfect and um you know that was like that was my that was my rock bottom and I was like far out um and then I started working through things I went on this big journey of personal development uh, I started speaking to psychologists I started speaking to I started you know investing into my own personal development I started getting into training I was just like how do you make yourself feel better because there's not a day that goes by that you don't think about it and even yeah. even now like yeah, it's been I can, I can see I can yeah. see when you talk I can see the emotion in you yeah when you talk about losing your son and, yeah. I, and I feel every fucking bit <laughs> of that and I think anybody that listens to this podcast will feel yeah. that bro like like there's not there's not a word that I or anyone else could say that's could, yeah. could could even fucking put that into context yeah but it's 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 like everything that happens to you you have a choice of whether you right. lean into it and you and you level up your life That's right. because at the end of the day like like we both know and um, it's it's hard to put it in this context but like when bad things happen to you and many bad things have happened to presume, yeah. presume, things that could that i could that i could think are bad things that have happened to me in my life right yeah. But when you think of things happening to you, yeah, you become a victim That's right. of yourself. That's exactly right. And what you've just described there to people on here is the fact of like you've just lost someone that you loved so fucking dearly, like unconditional love. But instead of taking it as a thing of like this has happened to me and like I'm gonna be a victim of this and yeah. this is gonna this is gonna like you know, disempower me for the rest of my life. You've gone and used it to empower yourself yeah, right. and and con- and condition yourself in, in, into a different and yeah. used it to pivot in the right light, which has then gone on to tr- to to affect lots of other people's lives that's as right. we'll go down the track as well. That's some powerful shit. That's right. And it's like I was on another podcast the other day with with Luke Unwin, right? Yep. And we were talking about the labels the labels that society gives people like ADHD, yeah. like uh, anxiety and this and yep. the other. And I was talking to him and he, and he's taken on all these labels yep. and I'm like, bruv, like the, yeah. these, these labels that you've taken on and, and these stories that, you, yeah. that you're telling yourself, tell, yourself. Around, that tell right. yourself around these labels don't support where you're going. That's right. And that it's quite easy. It would have been quite easy for you to take on a story with yeah. that and and re- keep replaying that story in a negative context which is what a lot of people would do yeah but the but the positivity and 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 the way that you've actioned from that point onwards is fucking phenomenal yeah that's right and the thing is like my this is like where i stem back to like my childhood growing up um if i didn't have that childhood and i thank my mum for my mum always like goes oh i feel so bad like she's in a great place now she's bought her own home she's off all medication she's like 100% normal she works everything like that from where she was like she's in a fantastic place fantastic. but she always goes hey i you know i'm so sorry for being you know who i was when you were growing up and i go if i didn't have that then and if i didn't learn what i learned then when this happened with my son, like, I just think, fire out. Like, I don't even know where I'd be, bro. Like, and that's like, that's crazy. And I get scared thinking about, imagine if you had like a sheltered life where you're handed everything or you just had like an easy, comfortable, you know, you grew up in, in you know, middle class or anything like that. When that had to happen, I don't know where I'd be. I don't know whether I'd, if I'd still be here, if I'd be, you know, addicted to drugs, if I'd be in jail or whatever. I wouldn't be able to handle it. Yeah. Whereas yeah. because I had that, that, you know, that 
upbringing. I'd learned a lot of tough lessons growing up. I'd been through a lot of things. This was by far the worst, but at least I had some sort of tools to be able to get me through it. And then I just needed to talk to the right people who were supportive, who understood, you know, exactly like you said, I didn't become a victim in it. I thought, far out, how do I grow from this and, and learn and, and move forward and progress? And that's that's what I did, bro. I just like, you know, and it sounds very cliche and generic, but from that day, and I said this to people, I said, I'm just going to live in the moment. I'm going to chase experiences. I said, because you, like a lot of people forget that, you know, you go to bed tonight and you automatically expect that you're waking up tomorrow, you've got another podcast with whoever. I yeah. think I'm waking up tomorrow, I'm going to London yeah. next week. I, I I know that that is, that is, it's, it's happening. It's ideal, but, but you don't, but you it's don't, not guaranteed. But, but you don't know, it's, you don't know it's going to fucking, you don't know exactly it's going to happen. Oh, that's right. And, and, the one, th- the one key thing that I want to drill in for the audience listening to this that is so fucking powerful that you've just said there is the power of not only forgiving your mum, yeah, forgiving your childhood, but forgiving yourself, yeah, as well. And this is what a lot, of, a lot of people don't understand, Hals. Right? When you, when you judge yourself, yeah, and when you judge your previous life. And you ca- and you keep casting these judgments on yourself in your previous life. And, yeah. Oh, I'm I, I'm bad, and we all do it. We yeah. all go into that negative self thought. Yeah. So it, it, it's it's like destructing. It's de- right. it's destruct it's destructive to your to everything you're trying to achieve going right. forward, and that puts you way behind. That's right. So so for you to even come on here and say, look, you know what I mean. Your mum feels guilty, but every time she says, "Oh, I feel guilty for that," yeah. you're saying to her, "No, mum, <laughs> that's that that has empowered me That's to go right. on and do what I do." Hundred percent. And you've and that that piece, that that whole that whole piece there, that the piece that you find in your mind, and, right. and that and that that changes everything, bro. That's right. Changes I've, everything. I haven't been stressed in six years. You'll never find me stressed. Like there's nothing that can test me, whether it's business, whether it's. Uh, training whether it's personal development nothing can test me bro like i'm like it's i'm not invincible i'm not like terminator or anything but nothing there's not one thing that you can throw at me you'll never ever see me stressed because i've been through the worst that can happen and i always reflect back i go well at the end of the day you know this hasn't happened you're not in jail uh you're not you know you, you haven't had you know uh, another family yeah. member pass away you haven't had this happen so at the end of the day it's it's superficial problems so i'm not going to let that affect me and stress me out i just deal with it and i think my decision making now and you know through business now you know that's that's one of my big strengths is i never i never get stressed i'm always able to think and make make decisions they're not always the right decisions but they work they work out and i'm i've got this un like I've got this unbelievable, yeah, yeah, unwaverable amount of like self-confidence as well. Like I know that when I set myself to do something, it's like there's nothing that can kind of affect me or, or impact me or inhibit me from actually, uh, you know, getting the result that, that I, th- I believe that I can get. And, you know, I've just got this unbelievable amount of confidence in the decisions and the business decisions that I make now, which is, you know, all stems from, you know, my growing up and some of the shitty things that have happened to me. Fucking hell, man! Some powerful stuff. And when you were and when you were talking about everything in relation to your mum and everything like that, yeah. obviously, I went through my life up until probably the age of like thirty, thirty-one, yeah. and I kind of openly, not not intentionally, but definitely in my mind, resented my mum. Yeah, and obviously that affected every relationship I had with a woman. Yeah, yeah. Um, through my life as well, 
to to certain extents because i you know of 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 the of of the lack of the lack of love and feeling that she gave me as a child yeah. but i never understood at the time when, yep. that that she had had a daughter before me that had died of died of spina bifida birth yeah so wow. so she had she had she 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 gave birth to a child the child died of spina bifida right wow. after a week a week after being born yeah so you imagine the emotional torment that that woman's yeah. going through right and then you come oh, along yeah then i come along and she's not yeah. she's not obviously expecting to have me rah 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 things transpire but that but mate if i hadn't have had um i had i've had the epiphany and obviously i've i've got rid of that resentment now and i've started to box it yeah. off and i'm starting to use that power for good and do yep. this podcast and everything everything we're doing yep. the conversations i'm having with people like you yeah and hopefully the conversations that we had that we're having today yeah yeah um and you know all this kind of stuff is is really starting to change yeah. people's you know, help people break the patterns and perspectives in their life yep. that, that help them fucking do something. You know what I mean? Or just give them that kickstart. But it's it's so it's so empowering when you when you, I cannot stress enough how empowering it is for you as a human being when you forgive the people that you feel have so, wronged you. When you stop yep. becoming a victim of circumstance, yep. you start to empower your life way beyond what you ever think is measurable for you as a human being. And I just had to tell, I have to tell you that because it's just, it's, it frees you. That's right. It freed me. Yep. I can see the, the freeness in everything that you're talking yeah. about because of the forgiveness, bro. Yeah. And that is the key fucking word yeah. that people just kind of don't comprehend how powerful it is. Because everyone has bad things that happen. Yeah, we all have a day. story, bro. Every, everyone does. And, you know, at the end of the day, you can't measure two bads against yeah. each other. And you can't measure two bad things that have happened to people. Yeah. What's happened to you and what's happened to me, they're the same, bro. Yeah, Because yeah. at the end of the day, it's impacted and affected you yeah. to have that negative that negative uh, effect on, on your life. We can't measure that and say, hey, mine's worse because of this. Well, at the end of the day, we both adapt and we respond differently. It's like if two people or two kids do the wrong thing or two adults do the wrong thing, they're both just as bad. So you can't go and say, hey, this is one's worse. At the end of the day, we've both got cards yeah yeah both been dealt cards right. but how powerful is this right i realized this the other day when i was in breath work bro yep. how powerful is this for a fucking yep. for, for for a penny drop yeah i realized when i was deep in breath work about 25 minutes into this breath work yep. with lino right i fucking realized that i found my voice yep because i had to because yep. i didn't felt heard yeah and now i'm using that voice to help other people find their voice and their purpose. Yeah. And I just thought to myself, fucking how powerful yeah. is that? Yeah. Is that as a, as a, as a concept in my mind? It just, it just fucking penny dropped. I'm like, <laughs> fuck. So everything that happens to you That's right. is actually, is actually for you. That's right. You just need to understand that the, the, the way you're looking at it, if That's you're right. looking at if you're looking at anything in your life right now as a negative, right. you actually you've actually got a fucked concept because right. there's there's I you could tell me anything negative that happened yeah. to you in your life. I could tell you anything negative. That's right. Me and you would both because we're in we're in this we're in this different mindset creating opportunity you, out of we, vulnerability. We we would create an opportunity yep. or, or create a learning from the vulnerability. Yeah. Yep. It's not about creating victimhood out of the vulnerability. Yeah, right. Do you know what I mean? That's right. It's it's. We, we can all tell ourselves these negative that's stories, right. but but you have a choice on the story that you fucking tell that's yourself. Right. 
That's right. And and the way that the the way that you've empowered your life by telling yourself um, the 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 correct story after so many right. years has has transformed your fucking life. Yeah, it has hundred percent. What what was once you got out of doing these these jobs and once you started to do this personal development? What was the first kind of business that you went into where you started to gain the success financially that started to free yourself? So I um I, I went into like personal training. And yeah. I was seeing like a lot of Joseph Rackage ads pop up uh, yeah. online training, and I was like, "How do these people do this?" I was managing Anytime Fitness at the time, um, and I was like, "How do people do this?" Like, I want to travel, like I want to live life. I had my goals. I, I was living in the moment. I was chasing experiences. Um, you know, I just went with my partner to Europe for uh, ten weeks, uh, first real time overseas, um, and I'm like, I just want to be able to travel. You just want to do what other yeah. people are doing on Instagram, yeah. presumably. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's right. Um, so I started getting into, uh, I, well, obviously the algorithm hit me because I started looking up certain things for online trainers and then I started getting, you know, online trainers coming in and then online business coaches. And then I just started um, investing in business coaches. I remember at the time I was earning like $850 a week, uh, which is like peanuts, right? Well, it's like back yeah, then like yeah. I just my goals back then was to earn a thousand dollars a week I still remember yeah, that clear and that yeah. was like my mindset like it was so bad and um, I was earning about $850 a week I was managing anytime fitness I just my mate at the gym said hey bro if you get your PT certificate you can do PTs out of my gym I smashed that out in like six weeks um, and then this online coach popped up and his name was Lynn Trin and mate he's like Next level, just fantastic. I'd never met anyone that is like Tony Robbins, sales, persuasion, business building, all that sort of stuff. Didn't know what Facebook ads or any any of yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah. And he pops up. I jump on a call. I've never been hard closed or hard sold. And he jumps on a call and says, mate, for $500 a week, I'm going to coach you over the next 12 months. Like we're going to do X, Y, Z. All my pain points that I just like pointed out to yeah. him. I've never been cl- hard closed yeah. before, but I didn't know what sales was. I was still like, I'd only just started at Time Fitness as a manager. It was my first real actual job. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I didn't even like, earn that like only earn 850 a week and um i didn't want to tell my partner um so he said visa or mastercard and i just went bang mastercard um put it into another account that i kind of had um uh, that i had like three weeks worth like 1500 dollars in there and i'm like that will get me three weeks um yeah did, did that uh you know invested like probably you know i'd, I'd work 10 hours a day and then I'd do like seven hours or eight hours at night on this course and this business building. Within four weeks, I had 100 online clients. Uh, within six months, I had 500 online clients. Within 12 months, trained over a 1,000 people, had um, direct debit going for $50 a week, $20 are you, are a week. You, are you serious? Within four weeks, you had 100, 100 online clients. Yeah. At what rate? Uh, that was they, they paid a once-off. So it was a $99 refundable deposit. If they didn't get results, they get the deposit back at the end of the uh, 21 days. So for the people listening... What what was the key mover in 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 that in that happening? Fuck, you've just got to you you've got to take a risk, and you've got to you've got to get help. There's people that have done it before. Don't try and reinvent the wheel. It doesn't yeah. work. Yeah, there's there's a certain aspect to it that hey yeah you can take you know different models and make you know make something a little bit better and put your spin on it. But don't try and reinvent the wheel. Use something that works and find someone that's done it and get yeah. them to coach you and motivate you and. Ah, uh, hold your hand along the way, and that's all I did. Fucking, do you know Take what? Take right? action. Do you know what? 
and I've f- f- honestly, mate, I've invested. Yeah. Fucking six figures, mul- Same. like yeah, multiple, multiple six figures in courses, <laughs> mentorships. I'll show you something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you something. So every time I'd get an iOS update on my iPhone, yeah, I'd pay for a new mastermind twenty, thirty thousand dollars. So every time my phone updates, yep. you update your mind too. Yep. I or every time, every time the new iPhone come out, or the newest, the newest technology, or whatever I needed at the time, I would not only buy that, but I would go and do a mastermind. I'd be like, all right, I'm updating that. Because you see so many people, they go, they put a Louis Vuitton bag on their credit card, they do this, they do that. Pointless. But they're not, like, plug your plug your head. You, you've got to charge your phone every day. You know, I've got to charge my Fitbit or whatever every day. Yeah. Go and charge your brain every day. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So every time something would pop up on my phone, and I've still got the uh, the notes now, it's like, bang, mastermind. Bang, learn something else. Bro, I, the, the other weekend... Like last weekend, the weekend just gone, Lunar Fest was on. Yeah. I was invited by a few different people that were playing at the event and other people yep. that were going to the event, VIP, go Lunar Fest. But I was in a room for fucking 10 hours learning how to cash flow investment properties, structure, and and to um, to, to, to write off tax against properties. I, yeah. was, I was in a room for 10 hours learning, yep. learning that yep. system. Yep. Right. I'm going to have the guy on the podcast as well nice. to teach people, yep. but 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 that's worth way more to me and my family and and my sister's children, Amelia and Rocco. Right? Yeah, that's worth more to them because I can now instill that in them. Into them. Right? I that's can right. teach them how to structure. I can teach them about trust. I can teach them that's about right. depreciation. Right? I yep. can teach them about all these things of assets so that they pay zero tax yep. in any country in the world, yep. right? Because I've fucking <laughs> spent 10 hours in a room learning the That's fucking right. art, bro. It's fucking powerful. What I, mate, honestly, what I learned yep. in that room in 10 hours yep. it's power networking. is it will buy me LunaFest yeah, in fucking yeah. three years' time. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean, yeah, bro? Yeah, yeah. I'm serious, bro. It? It's fucking, it, it, bro, I sat there and after an hour, I was like, Obviously, this is a joke, but I had a fucking hard on for how much, for how much, for how much I was learning. Yeah, because, yeah. Because I was like, "Fuck this! This is this is right. this gets me going, man." Like they don't teach it in school, and you yeah. think this is why the education system, like it, it works for works for majority, but there's that minority, and that minority are the ones that have entrepreneurial gifts or talents or think a little bit differently and it doesn't work for them so that's why these sorts of things you know need to be you know need to be taught in school or people need to speak about them more or you know like you need to get a youth podcast going or you yeah, know so- yeah. something like well, that we, we, there's a lot of, there's a lot of young people there's a lot of people listen to this that are, that yeah. are a lot younger yeah and 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 i fucking love that and i yep. encourage that and, and they're starting to share it with their friends and i'm trying to get people yeah, to share it with people and like this is just a full value play for yeah, me. Full yeah. value play, like the, because because this this is way this is way more powerful than yeah. just fucking dollars on a yeah. fucking that's balance right. sheet, bro. Yeah, like so much more, so much more to the game than that, and that's yeah. and that's the difference between this podcast and many others that you listen yeah. to. How many podcasts give you act- actionable content yeah. these days? Yeah. There's nothing actionable. Yeah. There's fucking about six things I can think of that are actionable in this podcast. Yeah. If you put these into your fucking life, it'll change it. Yeah, that's right. It'll change it tomorrow. Yeah, like that's how fucking that's, that's how right. much this means to me, bro. That's like, right. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I, I'm not here to waste your time, my time, or anyone else's time yep. listening to this. Like, it's like 
if you put yourself in the right rooms, if yep. you take, if look, opportunity presents itself. Opportunity presents itself, but you have to. You, you you backed yourself. That's right. When you couldn't afford to, yeah, but you couldn't afford not to either. That's bro. right. You could, this I'd is still be doing the same thing. I'd still be working at any time fitness. Not, I'd be in a yeah. town that has seventeen thousand people. I love that town. Don't get me wrong, but I'd be grinding. I'd be grinding. I wouldn't be. You know, I wouldn't be traveling, living, take massive yeah. action. That's right. It's the only fucking way. And don't have a backup plan like. You know, burn like, the ships. Yeah, that's right. You've got to, and it sounds cliche and generic. However, like I think, uh, who is it? Is it Nelson? No, what, one of the motivational speakers. He goes, you know, don't fall backwards. He goes, I don't understand that concept. Have something to fall back on. If you're going to fall, fall forward, because at least you know what you're going to hit, and you can continue to move forward. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think that's yeah, powerful, yeah, yeah. bro. Fuck him, so powerful. Yeah, so powerful. Some people say to me, Frankie, why, why, why are you doing this podcast? You're not earning no money. I'm like, bro, you don't get it. You yeah, don't. You don't. Long term. You you don't get it, bro. You so, don't get what I'm building. I'm building something way beyond the podcast, yeah. bro. I'm building community. I'm building people that empower other people. That's I'm, right. I'm 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 building. I'm breaking generational patterns for people in yep. Australia right now with yep. this fucking podcast. If yep. you don't understand what the fuck I'm doing, you, you you're on the wrong fucking planet, yeah. bro. Like you don't get it. You don't get. It's not. If you put a hundred percent value out into the world. That's right. what, you are going to be able to get one percent value exactly, and if you and if your hundred percent's big enough, yeah. the one percent that you get back into your life will be enough for you to fucking do big numbers with. If you, if you can move different, That's right? And and all the and you think about all the learnings that me and you have got through yeah. all these masterminds and yeah. all these investments That's with right. yourself. We're we're moving and being able to roll with different kind of dif- right. different animals, bro. That's these, right. th- these people that I'm meeting now are different fucking animals, 100%. mate, and they can operate and move in different ways. And the ways that these and the ways that these people move as well, yeah. is fucking beautiful. Like in terms of like, if if we were going to analyze it on on a boxing footwork standpoint, yeah, yeah. bro, they, they are fucking they are fucking jabbing and moving round the tax man round yeah. round these opportunities like yeah. every, everything but all above all above board all above board all, above board, right. all beautiful all yep. imp- impact whilst empowering people and making a massive amount of money and impact on the world yeah, too that's right. phenomenal that's right. shit and there's a lot of help that's needed in the world too you know so everyone thinks oh what's my calling or what am I meant to do it's like you've got different gifts everyone's got different gifts whether it's hardship whether it's you know you're pretty charismatic out there and you felt unheard that was your gift because now you're getting this out and you're feeling heard other people might you know be really good at love or affection or attention there's people that yeah. need that and, and you know you've people got, that need teaching that that's right and you've got a lot of uh, a lot of hardships in the world, so there's always there's always room for impact. So if you, we've all got hardships, right. and we all need to lean into whatever the hardest thing is for us to lean yep. into. So so this will change your fucking life if this hits your ears at the right time. I'll tell you now yep. what I'm about to tell you. But what whatever is the hardest decision in your life to make right now is the only decision that you have to make. Yeah. Whatever is the hardest decision in your life right fucking now in this moment is the only decision that you have to make. And it's not about staying in no man's land. Yeah, well. No decision is a fucking decision. No decision is a fucking decision. Hear that. Let that hit your ears. Let that sink in and fucking let it hit you right between the fucking eyeballs. I don't care whether we're talking about a relationship, a fucking personal growth move, a business yeah. opportunity, a lifestyle change, a friendship change. No decision is a decision. So make yeah. the fucking decision that you have to make. The hardest one is the one you make. That's right. 100%. So powerful, bro. So powerful. Entrepreneur taught me that. I was like, <laughs> fuck. I learned that on a weekend yep. in a, with, with a load of entrepreneurs. How good. And it's like, fuck. That, that one statement there yep. 
it was worth every piece of money that I paid yep. to be there. Yep. Yep. Because I've used it right. so many times. I'm like, okay, what's the hard decision? Okay, cool. I need to make that. Yep. I yep. fucking love that shit, bro. Yep. It's so fucking simple. And if you execute on it, it comes back down to, you got to pay to play. You, you have to pay to be around that circle. Well, here's the thing, right? Mm. What is the only thing in life that you can invest in that you're guaranteed to get a return on? Yourself. Your fucking self. That's right. <laughs> you, yeah. you are fucking guaranteed yeah. to get more out of yourself by investing in yourself. Yeah, 100%. So why the fuck people go, oh, I'm not going to get a massage this week because it's 80 bucks. I'm like, bro, you don't get it. No. You don't get it. Get the fucking massage, bro. <laughs> You're investing in yourself. That's right. Yeah, do, That's do you know right. what I mean? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, are you fucking serious? Yeah. Like, have a word with yourself. Like, That's right. You're, limited, you're limiting yourself yeah. massively. Like, If your body can move better that week, you can make better decisions, less stress in your body. 100%. That's worth way more than 80 bucks. That's right. Sort it out. Yeah. And that's how other. That's how a lot of people are going through life. Yep. Crazy fucking it shit. It is. It is crazy. Have you like gone into like breath work? Give me some of the stuff that you've. Give me some of the tools that you've gone into so that so that people really understand. Yeah. Um. Because obviously we can we can go. Uh, we'll go down the track of talking about money and business, but I really want people to understand the the, the kind of mindset stuff and how you've uh, accentuated yeah. your mindset. So I've I've you gone through things like breath work, all that stuff. Obviously we mentioned the mentorship, but what other yep. things are you doing that are really that really opened up your mind and added so much value to you? It's, in business it's funny you say that because I just started it again this week like the last few weeks I've been as you've seen I've been travelling around Australia and yeah whatever I've been out of routine because I'm moving to London waiting for my visa to come back and I should be able to move hopefully this week or next week or something like that so I've been like out, out of routine and the last the last 12 months like you go through some hard times or not hard times nothing's a hard time but you go through challenging times that just need you to focus and think a little bit differently the last 12 months I've kind of you know been you know um it, it hasn't been as good as you know the last few years and that's because of the decisions i've been making i've been deciding going out to nightclubs drinking yeah. hanging out with people partying all that all that sort of stuff and it's definitely uh, impacted my businesses because my businesses have you know obviously suffered from it because i haven't been able to dedicate myself to in ter- it in terms of revenue numbers what do you what, just so that people understand those one percent decisions that you made then, how much do you would you estimate they'd cost you in the last two years? Um, so the last the last twelve months, so like one of my one of my businesses was on track for like um, you know eight to twelve mil, um, you know, and we only hit like and COVID hit us or whatever, we only hit like thirty percent of that. That was like, and, and that's a wake up call. Yeah, but that's 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 uh. You know that that's, that's because that's I did three and a half four mil. Yeah, so that's um, that's that is a bit of a wake up call. However, it still wasn't really a wake up call because I've got other investments and other businesses. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's the other thing I had my hands in so many different uh different pies. So obviously you can't give your full attention uh to to the task at hand. And you know I um I kind of got bored bored in or like a little bit bored in that business and um, it lost a little bit of impact for me. And for me, like I need to be doing something that's serving something a little bit greater than just making money. Um, that's why I've got a disability support service, a brick and mortar business. Um, you know, I volunteered for a couple of years helping, you know, kids um, with uh, cerebral palsy and autism and stuff like that, getting them into the gym, teaching them how to swim, um, you know, doing um, all of that sort of stuff with them, more of a holistic approach. Um, so, 
for me, it's like once a business becomes just a business and you're just making money and you're not having any no impact, purpose. That's right. There's no purpose for it, bro. So that that was like that was that business. So that that loss, like I'm not really that that fussed about it because it's like, hey, I've, Be- I've because it was because it wasn't in alignment yeah. with you as a human because yeah. you you'd you'd have you'd evolved to, right. to a point where it it become way more than the, just that's about right. money. And we had a big you. business coach come on board and he's like, we're going to hit this, 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 this. But, and it was really motivating at the start. But, you know, and that business, you know, I, I, I move out of that business in December uh, this year and I'm, I can't wait. Like, it's, it's great. So you sold your stake in it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's catch her gone. So for me, that's, that's fantastic because, you know, um, it's just something I'm not passionate about anymore and I don't want to be, it, it was more so just like a bit of a burden. But going back to uh, where where were we up to? We we were we, we were going we were going into some of the some of the oh the routines yeah the routines so the routines that really helped me um, so I've got them written down because I've just started again this week yeah so, I was actually reading this on your Instagram so like, <laughs> so, so what I noticed from that list that you're bringing up now yep. is that it, they they're all like what I t- what I call the one percenters. Yeah, they all compound. Right. So it's like you, one of the things on that list that you're going to bring out is like, and we'll, and I'll put I'll I'll put a link to this list somewhere in the show yep. notes or or do something, or you can see it on Hiles' Instagram that will also be tagged under here. So if if it's not in the show notes, don't hit me up about the fucking notes. Just <laughs> fucking go on Hiles' fucking thing and look on look on one of his highlights. It's there. But anyway, one of the, one of the key one percent moves was like read ten pages of a book a day. Yeah, do you know yep. what I mean? Like. Do your training, like easy, just just, just small ones, small ones to hit. Right. I noticed there was one in there as well that was like, this week, uh, turn my phone off an hour. Like when Before you wake bed. up in the morning, don't look at your phone for an hour. Yeah, and then so that's that's, that's one that's one of the one. most powerful. Yeah, because the first thing you see is crap, junk. Yeah, you're getting that dopamine fix. It's a false sense of like uh, neurotransmitters that's going into your brain, like. You gotta be in control of how you start your day, otherwise that day's gonna control you. Fuck, bro, that's just punched so it hard. Is. That just punches so hard, bro. It is. Honestly, every, everyone, even if someone's driving to fucking, they're driving to Brisbane, or if they're in Sydney traffic right now, or even if they're in the UK or America, yeah. if that if that statement there doesn't fucking right. punch you right between the eyeballs and make you seriously. Uh, change the way you start your day. Yep. I don't know what the fuck I could do for you because that <laughs> that what he's just said is so fucking true. Yeah. Because if you get up in the morning, right, and you're looking at fucking Sandra Gonzalez, or I don't know who Sandra Gonzalez is, but but but, but but you're looking you're looking at this bird of her ass out, or you're a girl who's looking at this other girl who thinks. Who's, who you think's killing it, but it's not killing it. It's just like, that is not the right way no, to start your day. morning. That's right. No, do you know That's what I mean? Right. How disempowering I is know. that? I know, it's crazy, hey. But yeah, so many people still do it. The first thing they do is they get on their phone. And I find I've worked the best, like when I've when I've got these routines and they're all flowing, like it's like you're unstoppable when you have this level of confidence about you that you're just like, hey, like the first thing I do when I wake up, I read what's called a daily word. So it's a little um, like scripture from like the Bible. Because the Bible, um, after I lost my son, I was searching for a lot of things. And it was funny because I, I had no job and everything like that. And at the time, we were tithing uh, money. So we'd tithe 10%. 
um, so would give that to the church and I had no money to give and I had a whole month of tithes that I needed to give and I'm like oh no I've got no money I've got no work got no job so I still tithed anyway and then you know the following week I had unlimited bookings for personal training it was like 40 bookings wow and that was that was crazy that is the power of giving without that's expectation right. that's right that and, is the power of and giving. you get to give and people have the wrong and it's funny you say that right because people go i'm gonna give to get that is the wrong mindset Fuck to have. No. i'm gonna get more so i can give more fuck no bro like this is why i know this is the realest fucking podcast yeah. in this country bro yeah fact there's not a fucking podcast in this country, there's yeah. real talk as this, yeah. bro. No one's talking real shit. Everyone's editing it. Every, everyone's fucking faking analytics, all this bullshit, bro. Yeah. I'm telling you, this will win long term yeah. because because people appreciate realness, bro. That's right. And that is and, and when you and when you do it for the right fucking reasons, That's right. things start to compound, That's start right. to happen. And everybody can win. Everyone who listens to to, to a piece of this content, I, f- I, I genuinely fucking feel, it lights me up because I genuinely feel like you win by listening. Yeah. Like you win. And and there doesn't, there's no cost of entry other than taking That's the right. time to educate your mind. That's right, 100%. I, I, can't, I can't, I'm like, so many women are now listening to this podcast, yep. bro. Yep. It's just blown up. Yep. Mad, right? And I thought to myself the other day, it's fantastic because these women are now choosing to like, Listen to this podcast instead of call her daddy. Yeah. Which, which, call her daddy. Yeah, great, entertaining. Yeah, it's funny. All talking about like male hate shit, all that stuff. Yeah. But it doesn't empower your life, girls, yeah. to go and take what's yours. That's right. right. It doesn't, imp- it, how can that be inspiring to women? Yeah, that's right. Do you know what I mean? That's right. It's fucking negative energy. Yeah, right? said. I'm like, so it's, every time a, a, a woman messaged me on Instagram saying that she's listening to podcasts and she's doing this and she's executing this and she's executing more shit how than the She's like, I had the girl the other day. Did you see I the saw voice? That. Did you see yeah. the voice note? This this girl Bron voice noted me. Business. Yeah, she voice noted me. She started a business on the. She's listened. Yep. She listened to all my podcasts. Crazy. Started a business. Crazy. Executed. Learned all the skills from the podcast and the people that have been on the podcast. She did what ninety nine percent of people won't do. Fucking powerful shit, yep. bro. That's some fucking yep. powerful shit. Yeah. Fuck, mate. I was, I was beat. I couldn't sleep last night probably yep. because I was so fucking beamed yeah. on this. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, fuck. If if every woman in Australia, UK, America stopped listening to Call Her Daddy and started listening to this and executed on That's the fucking right. content, bro, we, it'd be the most powerful shit in the world. Yeah. Yep. Cause a revolution, mate. Fuck it. <laughs> it just got me. It just got me thinking, like. How good! So, How good! Your job's done, bro. That's, that's, oh, that, no. that's, that's the game, bro. Yeah, that's, that's right. the fucking game. That's it, just, right. I just, it just jacked me yeah, up like 100%. a motherfucker, bro. And you, you see it. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's I see the passion through it. Just talking to you, fucking but lights you up. It's bro. crazy, hey. Give but us yeah. some of them other habits. Yeah. You've, you've, so, um, there, there's like a few. So obviously, first thing I read Daily Word. Uh, you know, go to the gym. One hour of learning something new. Um. I go to a cafe because I love going. I go to a cafe every day, so I love going to a cafe. So I'll go cafe and plan my day. Read ten to twenty pages of a book. Eat healthy. Um, do something that makes you feel uncomfortable. I think is a big one because that's we, massive. Because we get complacent, and especially in today's world where everything so can be so easy, and we can uh, get access to a lot of things easy. It's uh, it becomes harder to be uncomfortable. So like the other week, I started boxing, um, which. I'm kind of like a natural fighter anyway, so that wasn't really something that made me uncomfortable, but it was fun. Whereas, you know, this week I'm starting um, 
hip hop dancing. I've got two left feet. Everyone tells me I've got no rhythm. Bro, that's I I I I'm I, I'd be fucking. I might try yeah. hip hop dancing. Yeah. Too. So I'm I'm gonna do it. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I've got two left feet. I'm the most like uncoordinated person, but I'm gonna give it a crack because I'm gonna be super uncomfortable in a class with heaps of other people. Um, help someone or do an act of kindness each day. It doesn't have to be big. You'd, and I think like people that do act of kindnesses, like there's just do something without. Making yeah, fuss, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. might like you made me that drink of water. That's an act of kindness. Like we might eat or something, and I take your yeah, rubbish and yeah. throw it in the bin. Yeah, like, it doesn't have to be massive. You know, it can just be something, something small. Do mm. something that is bettering. You know, um, y- yourself and you know being a little bit more selfless. What, um, what I try and do, the easiest act of kindness I've found to put into my routine is what I try and do is. When I go into a fuel station to to fill up my car, yeah, I try and pay for someone else's fuel. Mm. Great. Um, do you know what I mean? Because like, and I try and pick out, so I try and pick out someone in the forecourt that kind yeah. of yeah, you look looks yep. to me like fuck. Like this, this is something good for yeah. them today. This yep. is meant for them. I try, yep. I try and zone into who that yeah, feels right. Great. And I try, I try and get, yep. I, I just pay for that and that. Yep. And then I just fuck off. Yep. And <laughs> I great. don't mention it. Do you know that's what I mean? Great. Because not not to the person anyway. Obviously I'm mentioning it on here to educate you guys into terms of like yeah. that's how you should vision it, yep. but I'm not telling you to swing my dick as in the yeah. as if I do it. But yeah. like you know, I it's 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 a powerful thing that because yeah. you because you don't know what what day that person's having. That's exactly right. And you could you, you could just that that chemical change in their brain that day that's could right. could help them turn up to someone else better. That's right. That could save a life, that's and you right. don't you don't know the knock on effect of energy yeah. when you put the right energy out. It could stop domestic violence. It could be like Fuck could be yeah. whatever. Like we're at a restaurant one night, and uh, a couple we knew were there, and anyways, um, at the end of the night, went and paid for their dinner. Well, the lady behind the bar was like, "Which which which table?" We're like, you know, the the older couple over there. Um, we got home. Two and a half hours later, I get a message on Instagram. It's from this other person, a random person. I don't know them. They're from my country town, so they yeah, know, yeah. know me through the gym and the disability yeah. stuff and everything. I get a message saying, hey, that was my mine and my husband's first time out in 15 months since having our kid. Thank you so much for paying for our dinner. I didn't pay for their dinner. I paid for the other person, but clearly the person behind the bar got it wrong. But what a perfect way to get it wrong. Instead of paying for them, they've paid for someone that hasn't been out in 15 months. Um, it's you know, really impacted them and stuff like that. I thought, well, you know, that's that, that's great. So, Would you say, right, obviously you've made multiple, multiple millions of dollars, right? Would you Would you say the key the key difference between you like struggling, making four or five figures and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And making multiple sevens. Yeah. Would you say the key difference was like learning to, learning to like give value and give freely? Like, would you say, would you say that was a key thing that you learned? hundred percent. How did, basically, basically I want people to understand on here how you, what was the key thing that changed that brought the abundance of money into your life? I was like prophesized over at, at church one time. Like I'm not highly religious. Like you get me on the weekend and you'll be like, this guy needs needs religion. Yeah. Do you know, do you know, do you know what I, I mean? Saw, I saw you at Cali Beach yeah, and I was like, this guy yeah, needs God. Yeah. yeah. So, so for, but for me, uh, I, I was lucky because um, 
my partner growing up around it. So after my son, I was obviously searching for something, and you know, God was was great, and you know, I've I've been blessed, and you know, I know that there is a purpose and a plan for my life. But I had this guy he prophesized over me. He said, "You're going to have cars coming out of your hands. You're going to have money coming in. You're going to have all this sort of stuff." And you yeah. know, it's taken five or six years since he's or five years since he said that. However, I keep getting flashbacks of like exactly what he what he said, and these things have come to pass. But one thing is, you've got to be able to give freely with no expectation of anything in return and that is a big thing and it is hard to give you know 10% or or whatever it is Um, you know it's easy to give it when you you know when it's a hundred dollars when it's a thousand dollars five thousand dollars when it's when it's whatever yeah but also you've got to understand that hey not you can't just save everyone um, as well yeah because you're not. You're not. You're not here to save that's anyone. Right, that's right. You're, you're just. I. I feel you're. You're here to, to try and make the biggest difference. That's right. To 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 the, to the to the right people that come across your path. That's that's exactly right. But you've got to be. I think like giving is a is a big thing. Um, you've got to be able to be able to give and you know adding value to other people's lives as well, helping people. Like I remember, like nobody would employ me and I was like far out I just want a job I wanted a job at this winery um, I was an uh, apprentice chef at the time they wouldn't employ me I moved to a different different town and I'm like hey let me just he's like mate we're not looking for anyone we're a winery we're definitely not looking for an apprentice we need you know quality chefs blah 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 I said let me work for you for the next 30 days for free and then if I do a good enough job you can employ me if not you don't have to that same thing just giving that little bit of value I got a job after five days of working there and and he paid me for my last five days as well. Now in business, I had one of I had one of my mates. Um, you should get him on the podcast, Sam Bashiri. Um, yeah, yeah, worth, I know him. Yeah. with hundreds of millions of dollars. He's got massive broadband solutions. I go to him and go, mate, I'm going to help you uh, with, with some marketing. And he's like, yeah, I'll pay you. And I'm like, no, I don't want money. That connection now, I'm a good friend with him. He's introduced me. I don't, I'm pretty sure I can say this. He's, I've got a project on the go called Hotel Passport. Um, it pretty much allows you to work from any hotel right. uh, in, in Australia. He introduced me to the head of Marriott International. Marriott are willing to trial this app in their yeah, hotels. Beautiful. Like we're talking like this isn't a small little thing. This, this, right? is, this is this is like a hundred billion, hundred million like, dollar deal. Yeah it's, yeah, it's big, big. He introduced me to Marriott International. Marriott International introduced me to the Langham. The Langham said Shango La, blah blah blah. So now that one little thing that I did for him for free to help yeah. him has created you know massive opportunity. And now he says to me, you know, you need to meet anyone or whatever. He's such a genuine, humble guy. He messages me all the time. Love you, bro. How are you going? Blah, blah, blah. So you do these little things. You give without any expectation to get back, and you just watch it open doors. Yeah. And it's just it's, and the, it's incredible. And what I realized by speaking to a couple of billionaires, and and I put the billionaires in my phone book by speaking to people that are worth 10 mil, then speaking yeah. then, then people, then helping people that are worth 10 mil, then they connected me to people worth hundreds and then yeah. those people connected me to billionaires. Yeah. When I spoke to a couple of billionaires on the phone and some of these billionaires will be coming on the podcast and, yeah. I'm, I'm, and, I'm, and I know I'm, I know I'm attracting more people into yeah. life, but billionaires are just normal people, bro. That's right. But, but they've just added a lot more value to the world That's than right. the average man. That's why they're worth the money that they're worth. <clears throat> but, but one, the, 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 the key thing that, that these people tell me worth hundreds of millions and billions is the fact that just the connections and opening the right. doors is it, don't worry about the money. That's right. The the, the top le- the top the top level people get it, bro. Yeah, they get it. 
it's not about the fucking short term yeah. couple of hundred grand here mill here all that exactly. shit that's all turgid bro that's that's not worth yeah. that's not worth a wank in the wind yeah the real play is 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 seats at the table yeah because i could make i could do this podcast give fucking freely and give value yeah that's that's how you know without expectation that's how things really start to fucking move 100%. on 100 percent and it, that that is that is literally the only game in town, and they and they've all told me that. Yep. And that's when you start getting invites to the party. You start doing bigger, big, bigger deals, bigger this, bigger that. Everything yep. starts to fucking change for everybody, bro. And it's 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 similar things to everything that you're yep. saying with what you with what you said with Sam. Like, you've given him you've given him some help with some marketing. You've opened a door. That door has taken you on to some fucking whole different fucking right. levels, bro. Yeah. Some whole different levels. Because he's gone, hey, I can give you this. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Which you couldn't you couldn't pay for that. Do you know what I mean? No. Nah. Like you couldn't pay for that. There's no way if I sent like a cold email or scraped the guy's phone number and gave him a call. Like there's no way he'd entertain like the bloke flew in from wherever and I was at Sam's office and uh Sam's on the phone to him and he's like, Mate, I don't want to meet any uh, friends or, or whatever, Sam and Sam's like, Mate, this guy just needs fifteen minutes with you uh you know in the morning either the next two days and yeah we we made it happen and then you know he connected me with another person higher up or you know in that area and then it just it just flowed on spirals bro spirals and and that's how all all high-end high net worth operators are operating that's right they're all they all operate on on the value of their network and they make deals on the value of their network And once you kind of get that concept and once you understand that game yeah. and you understand the game you're playing, you're not playing the swap time for money game anymore. That's right. You're not, you're not, you're not playing the short term, we'll do this when you pay us this That's game right. anymore. It's like how I started looking after Yanni, um, yeah. who, who owns Yanomise, yeah. which is one, one of the biggest car crazy, chan- crazy car channels yep. in the UK, right? Yep. Massive, yep. massive in the UK. Right, the reason I started looking after him is like he goes, "I'm struggling with fake accounts." I go, "Cool, I'll sort out." Yeah. How how I got Alex Hormozzi as the client? Yeah, yeah, big. massive client, yep. right? Yeah. How would I get him? I'm struggling with these accounts. Cool, I'll remove them. Yeah. Did it for free. Yeah. Right. Yeah, good. Without expectation. They're, yeah. They're both clients. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, obviously, we, we've helped out multiculture as well. Done, yep. d- done removals for you guys. Yep. Done all these different things. But You're doing but, them every month now. Yeah, yeah, doing yep. them every month now, right? So we, we're looking after you, but exactly. So it's like well, that's 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 how the game yep. changes. Like, yep. you, you, it's so fucking important that yep. people the people get it. That's right. Just get that. And it you might know. even be in the next twelve months, two years, three years. Could be five, six, seven years down the track. Like I'm, uh, I'm looking back now at people I met you know, five or six years ago and the dots are connecting now, I'm going, that's why I met that person. I've got to reach out to that person because I remember that person does does this. So it's not like any, even things that are immediate. It could be five, six, ten, it could even be 15 years down the track. Who knows? Yeah, mate. I, I remember me and you connected to talk about, I think we were talking about some boxing stuff or... yeah. Or you you followed me from someone else, and because yeah. you, you'd seen my podcast, and then we talked about boxing, yep. and, you, and then you asked me about London, and yep. then you became a client, yep. and then it's like fucking hell, like all these things happen. Yep. It might have been because you might have said to me, Frankie, how do I improve my double jab? And I might yeah. have given you some fucking yep. free information through the yep. DMs, and like, or talked you through like how to remove jab. Yeah. Or it's like you're saying to me, where should I live in London? And I'm like, and I'm telling you a few different places yeah, that right. I would live, and it's just like it it's it's it seems inconsequential to you at the time. Yeah. 
right? But actually, it's how you build all relationships That's with all right. people. It's 100%. Just, if, so the fundamental thing that I want everyone to get is when you seek to add value to people's lives way beyond yourself that's right that's you... when that's when the, that's when you start to attract good things back into your life 100% and it's and it's and and if and if we look at where this podcast will be in 12 months i believe it will be in a better position in 12 months time yep due to the fact that if you do it for the right reasons and you just and you just help people at scale yep. surely yep. surely you guys must go oh, do you know what He's helped me. That's I'll right. share it with a friend. 100%. Surely. Yeah. Fucking come on. Yeah. Like, and if you haven't, you're tight. Yeah. Do you, do you know what I mean? Uh, do you know what I mean? That's how the game is. Sorry, right? mate. Podcast was deleted. I don't know what happened, but uh, it just went down. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. But, mate, honestly, yeah. like, fucking, that, that is, that is the game. But, yeah. mate, I'm glad that you, I'm glad you brought some of the habits. But talk to me about, talk to me about, like, your goals now with launching, um, motor culture. Yeah. Cause obviously, just to give people an insight, you came into Motoculture Australia as like a as like a bit of a consultant, yep. And then obviously you came into the business, business partner, yep. All that razzmatazz, and, and then and then you then you then you thought, fuck, we'll take this to the UK. So yep. give, give give me give us give the audience a bit of a background into what Motoculture is and what and how you're launching it in the UK. Yeah, so essentially, uh, Motocultures um, in, in Australia is an events company. They've done pretty well, you know. They just won. You know, uh, Brisbane Startup of the Year. They won Brisbane Entrepreneur of the Year. They won the International Stevie Entrepreneur of the Year. A few other awards. So they've done quite. They've done quite well. Um, the founders there, Tom and Tom, fantastic guys. Um, and we come in as 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 business partners for a separate business um, that that we launched. And their ultimate goal was always to uh, take their brand global. Um, however, they're so busy over here. Whereas, you know, our goal was to have like a bit of an Australian brand, but my personal goal was to always travel and, 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 you know, do business overseas and everything like that. So collectively, you know, we decided that, hey, let's launch in the UK um, and let's give it a crack and that can be our stepping stone and we can get the model right again because the model, like the model over here, it's, it's fantastic. Like, you know, the boys are are crushing it, Um, but now we've got to duplicate that and, put that into another country which is going to be which is going to be the challenge so it just just so that people understand how do, give me a bit of a like you know four five eight step however many step process it is for taking an existing brand and launching it into another country yeah i want i want people to understand how how that and how you conceptualize and how you yep. and, and how you roadmap launching into another country because i think that'll add a lot of value to some of them that want to expand into other countries with what they're doing so it's like a little bit of risk versus reward. So first of all, I had to identify the key players over there and then give them like a little bit of a ranking of what sort of category they're in. So for example, you've got BOTB, which is like, you know, they're they're in their own own category. Um, you know, you can't compete with them. They're giving away like, you know, 100 cars at once or something like that, something ridiculous. Um, then you've got, you know, you've got like one of your clients, Yanomize, they're in their own category as well. They've got this massive brand. Um, yeah. And then you've probably got, you know, the, the lower end of, of the scale. You've probably got another 20 companies that are that are floating around around the mark where we can enter. And yeah. we believe that what we're doing over here can be better than what those companies are doing. So we believe we can be at the top of 
that that third that third yeah. pillar. Yeah. However, steering away from Yanomai's BOTB and those big big uh, players like uh, Omaze. So that, that that was the first step. So I was understanding what everyone's doing. So you un- um, so you, un- you see research the marketplace and you understand yep. where everyone else yep. is situated. And then I presume the next stage of that is to obviously understand what is our key point of difference to slot into the market. Right? Correct, correct, and. They are primarily the companies that are doing it are all very one dimensional. It's it's prize giveaways, um, prize you know sort of like a you know like it's a prize competition. So you pay for tickets, the tickets then give you an entry to win you know a, a prize. So it's very one dimensional business model. So what we want to do is we want to create culture community. It's going to be massive um, and get raving fans and trust from that. We're going to go into the market and we're going to implement our events straight away. Um, we've got events in three states in Australia at the moment, uh, New South, uh, Queensland and South Australia. So we are, we're getting, you know, the, the events have, have cars getting turned away. So we, we do the car shows, events, everything like that. We'll create a little bit of a difference in, in our events over there. Um, and then we will go into, well, obviously we'll be doing the giveaways, we'll be doing the events, and then we're going to go into like a certain area of performance. So we're going to have the business models going to be, um, essentially there's going to be three areas to it, and then we'll go into like little things like merch and other little things like giving back and community type projects and stuff like that. So collectively we've created a little bit more of a bigger dynamic um we're getting data from lots of different sources rather than just people that want to win stuff so we're getting data from people that want to attend family friendly events you know we'll have um you know it'll be family friendly there'll be you know exhibitions on the day stuff like that and then it's uh about getting other players on on board that can also promote the events and using the data that they can they can bring in as well. So when you launch an event, are you going to predominantly use like influencers to launch that event, or are you going to um, you are you going to partner with other businesses to launch? So we we'll, we're going to at the moment like it's kind of like confidential at the moment, but we're gonna, we're talking to like a global brand, um, a very successful global brand, and about potentially bringing them on board to have um, them promote our event for us so that will be um that will be a little bit of a game changer over there um but also we'll have you know car influencers we might fly like you know an f1 driver or a grand prix driver or you know a stunt yeah, driver yeah, or yeah. something like that someone who's got some no notoriety in, re- yeah. in, regards, to, in regards to the yeah. niche and the cars and yeah. stuff and then create it family friendly you know have you know whether it's face painting or blow up castle merry-go-round whatever and then uh create a good good day from it so get some brands on board selling their uh merchandise and stalls have coffee food all that sort of stuff and um you know barber and haircuts and and whatever else so we can kind of um the the whole idea of the event is to get more more data from a diverse bunch of people rather than people that just want to win stuff um, because we can put them into the pool at the bottom, that 60% at the bottom that kind of know you, but they don't really know you and, and trust you. However, they've they've heard about you, they've been to one of your events, and then we can push them up that triangle, you know, over a period of time where they become a customer. Ex- explain explain that triangle to, to the people listening, because yep. I, want, I want them to understand that marketing triangle yeah. that you're talking about, where, where someone who, who who goes from someone who just knows of you to someone yeah. who, who becomes like a, a, raving, a, a, fan. a raving fan. 
So essentially, you're going to have a big pool at the bottom. So if you split your triangle up into you know three sections, or and this is all businesses. Yeah, that, that's correct. So you've got people that are, have had one touch point with you, and they're at the very bottom, and that, they're the easiest to get in. However, they're never going; they're not going to purchase. They need they need constant addition of value before and trust before they become a, a customer. And you know, let's say it's X amount of percent. It might be sixty percent, or seventy percent, or eighty percent of people. They come into the bottom. They they know who you are. And the whole idea of that is you want to attract as much um, diversity in the data as possible. You don't want that to be super niche because you want to uh, organically push them up until they become a customer and that's when you get your data on your exact your exact avatar etc etc so after a period of time they see you um, you're retargeting with ads you're bringing them back to your events you've collected their details everything like that they then become they then go on a bit of a journey where they can trust you and then eventually they get to the top of the pyramid where they become a, a customer and another way to do that is through like what's called a value ladder it's having a free offer at the bottom which is the event and then it's like having little tiny little steps up the ladder to your high ticket offer so for us it might be a membership recurring membership at you know 10 quid 15 quid per month um and that's that that's ongoing at the very bottom it might be you know a single free entry into one of our competitions it might be a free ticket to one of our events and that's just to get the email that's right that's just to get the email and it's like okay first offer might be you know a dollar offer or a five dollar offer or something very very cheap that's like a no-brainer for them might be a 30-day trial with you know a dollar at the start and then they go into a membership so we're just trying to push people up that value ladder until they become a customer and then you know what people do and this is the big problem with marketing and business is a lot of people have the value ladder and the triangle they have that perfect and they can get customers they can bring them in they can get them up the top but however they have no retention strategies so retention's got to be then then you've got to have a strategy for retention as well because retention if you like at the end of the day you're going to churn through so many customers it's it's a lot easier to, to get more money from existing clients. That's right, hundred percent. Right. So now it's like, okay, what can I diversify here? How can I now? I've got people that trust me. It's so easy for them to tap their card and throw money at you because they trust you. They trust your brand. They want. It's like Nike. It's like iPhone. Like the new iPhone is not even any different to the twelve. Really, I don't think it probably is. But at the end of the day, people are going to buy it because they they trust it. It's the new pe- thing. So pe- people people love one word. That's new. Yeah, that's right. So that's that's what you want to do. You want to constantly create new products and that's where you need like a bit of a product development team if you're in e-commerce yeah. or, or whatever. You've got to constantly innovate and create new products for those people to retain them and also incentives for them to come back. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I love that, bro. Because mm. what, you've, what, you've, what you've established there is the importance of collecting the email yep. data on the, on the, on the first, on the first um, exposure, on the first touch point because that email minimum is worth $44 a year yeah. to you all day long, yep. right? So if you can acquire that email for anything less than $44, That's right. right, you're fucking already winning. That's right. <laughs> this is what people don't understand. It's lifetime right? value. Lifetime value of a customer, yeah, yep. is is a minimum $44. Yep. Minimum. Actually, I think that's $44 a year. I think an email is worth a lot more than yeah. a lot more than that, but I think it's $44 a year average person average person spends via email. But anyway, you, you get that fucking first email in the yep. door, and then it's like you sell them something for a dollar. You right. give them a dollar offer. You've probably got like one click upsell. So once yep. you put the card details in, yep. yeah, for a dollar, and they've been charged a dollar, yep. they can click another button which goes, oh, "I'll take another thirty-five off me yeah. to get me fucking fifteen tickets." Yep. 
such a simple business model because yep. you've already got the card details. You've they've already put the stuff that's in. Right. They're already there. They've already bought. Yep. So when you've got someone that's already bought and or you've already sold them something, yep. this ain't ever right. Oh, we we were talking before this podcast, right? So there's one there's one podcast. I'm hopefully going to do a podcast, another e-commerce podcast for you guys in the future, right? And I was saying to Harles before this podcast that I wanted to give you guys a tangible, um, so, something you can tangibly execute to get yourself to like 20, ten to $20,000 US a month, a month yeah. so that so that you could do something in e-com. But I realized, that, that I realized the other day when I was thinking about this, it's like, fuck, there's a big difference in golf between yeah. High Smile and the Udi, yeah. and which are like 250, 300 yeah. million US a year, and the, people, and the people that might, might be listening to this podcast, right? So I thought, fuck, what's the, f- if, if I, I, I'm getting someone on board and I've, I've just created this Shopify store to start dropshipping yep. and I got one of my mates who's very successful <laughs> in the dropshipping game to start teaching me this. And I was just saying to you on the way in, right? It's like, I have this dropshipping store and the front end product is like that I'm testing now and then I'm going to show you guys how, how, how it's done and how to build it for yourself if I fucking execute it right myself. Yep. Is like the front end product's like thirty nine ninety nine. Yep. Right? And then, and then it's like, after I've sold that, yeah, this is a one product store, by the way. After yep. I sold that one product, you had an upsell. The upsell. Do you know what the upsell is? Another one yep. for half price. Yeah, right. How good? Boom, done. Yeah. And when I was just saying to you, the other, when, when I got in the lift to come down to eat you, yep. I sold one at thirty nine ninety nine. I got yep. down to the bottom and, and they clicked the upsell, and I was like, bingo, <laughs> bing. And hearing that sound on Shopify yeah. is fucking How beautiful. <laughs> yeah. How good is it? Because I've I, I've been doing online services and yeah. selling online services, right? Yeah. And I've obviously know a lot of people in ecom. Yeah. But when you start hearing those Shopify sounds, yeah. like this, 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 this store's only make, uh, I think it's been running like three days. It's made like three or $400. Yeah. No, US, yeah. nothing, nothing. But it's just beautiful. Yeah. Because hearing that automated dollars. How good is it? Fucking elbow. That, uh, that's another fucking hard on moment. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah, literally like, that it's is like, that is like, and I and I want to scale that to like ten or fifteen yeah. k a month, and, and, then, and, then I, and then and then and then yeah, unlimited. But yeah. I want to get it. I want to, and then I want to, and I want to give the value to the audience on right. how, and how they can execute yep. that. So powerful, so good, so, so good. powerful. But what what you've just said there, and everything you said in regards to the sales funnel, yeah, is you've got so to have key. It. And, yeah, and and just put um. What's that? Tr- what's that marketing triangle? I want them to Google it. What's that marketing triangle called? Oh, um, I can't think what it's called. But but guys, go and go and go and go. I, I should know, but you, I don't. You, That's why I've got a team that. Yeah, but you ex- <laughs> works for. You don't works need to, for me. You don't need to know when you execute, yeah. bro. When you executing yeah. at the level you execute, you don't need to know the names. But well, we then, we had thirty employees, so they executed. I yeah, just uh, yeah, but at least but at least. You, at least you understood it, but yeah. guys, go and go and Google that marketing triangle. You understand how 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 people accentuate through your funnel. Yeah, it's just a fu- it's just like the fun the funnel. It's a buyer's have. journey. Yeah, yeah, the buy the buyer's journey, something, yeah. like, something like that. But un- understand it, and and once you understand the buyer's journey, look at your business and look at what you're doing in life, and yep. then implement that buyer's journey into what you're doing. Yeah, even if you're a fucking hair salon, that's right. It's. Oh, fuck! I would clean up if I had a hair yep. salon. I got no hair, but I'd make. A fucking <laughs> but I'd make a fortune out of yeah. out of a hair salon I if I was a woman. I know because you've got so many upsells There's you can do. So many upsells, fucking in a hair salon. Just think, you're cutting someone's hair, or they they've just in for a haircut, and you're cutting their hair, and you're like, oh, you know, how how old are you, Frankie? Um, yeah, you know, you tell me your age. I'm t- I'm I'm thirty three. Thirty three. Yeah. Okay, so the right age. Yeah, you get some greys at. You know, 33, so it's expected. And you go, what would you say then? 
Yeah. Do I have greys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You start, yeah. You start to, yeah. Yeah, right? but we can fit you in tomorrow for a colour. Fuck, you know? bro. I'd, 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 I'd be like, I'd be there. I'd be cutting some girl's hair. I'd be assessing her forehead and be like, do you know what? We can do injectables. Yeah. We can do fillers. Yeah. We can do this. We can, we can do yeah. teeth whitening. We yeah. can do, we can do, um, what, there's this product. I think this yeah. would be great for your skin. Yeah. I think this would accentuate the natural yeah. glow in, in, in your, in your yeah. skin tone. I think we need to do this. I think we can do we can do a blemish reduction on that. Yeah. You know what I mean? We can tint and tone. We can tint and this, and or, or, or we've got this fucking great treatment for split ends. I know. Like, Sales is so good. It's a it's a it's a very deep Fuck. rabbit hole. It's it, like so powerful. There's yeah. so it, it, even 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 restaurants. You can make yeah. a fortune in restaurants if you know what you're upselling. Yeah. You should yep. be upselling all the time, and and do you know what the thing is? Desserts, the, drinks. The the the, up, the upsell yep. is all part of the experience. That's right. So I'm not telling you to sell things that people don't need. That's right. I'm only sell things that that make people feel good. Yep. That adds value to them and adds value yep. to the business as well. And, That's right. And create that win win within your business and right. you change the game. I would drink so much more wine if restaurants actually come and. Filled taste up my glass. Test, bro. Oh yeah, but even just filled up my glass like yeah. sooner. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I drink a lot more wine. Like it always gets down, and then I, I have a second thought because I'm about to finish it. I'm like, oh, maybe I don't need another one. Whereas before that moment, if they had to come over and be like, just another one, mate, I'd be like, yeah, of course. Here's what I would do if I was a restaurant. Yep. I'd ask people what they wanted for food. Yep. But I would just, I'd just assume the drink. Yeah. I would assume all the drinks. Yeah. So I'd just come over t- to a couple and say, "Would you like this wine or this wine?" Yeah. I would just do it and assume just put it sale. on. Assume the sale. Yep. I wouldn't ask them what would they like, what That's would they right. like to drink. I wouldn't That's say right. that. Would you like this wine or this wine? This beer or this beer? Yeah. Would you like wine, beer, this, this, and this? And just get them to say yes and get and get the and get yeah. the buy in. And then every time I saw their last thing down, I'd yep. t- I'd fill up their last. Yep. And, and just. It's just an automated thing, and, right. pe- and people will pay for it, That's and right. people will appreciate it. You don't need once 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 you've got them in the restaurant, and, assume, right. and you should assume the sale. Yep. This is how all businesses should work. Yep. All, all businesses, even if you've got a fucking cafe, bro. Yep. Fill the just just fucking refill the tea, refill 100%. the coffee, and assume the sale. If it's, if it's a pay at the end business, which some of these businesses are, yeah. Breakfasts, this, yep. that, and the other. Just assume the sale and put it on the fucking tab. Yeah. Because people tap the card anyway. Yeah, that's right. And, and as long as they've had the great experience with Yeah, that's you, right. They're not going to... They don't give a fuck. They're not going to say, hey, I didn't, I didn't order that. It's like, well, did you, enjoy, did you enjoy your time here? If you're making everything else great, then that's, that's fine. Assu- assuming the sale yep. is one of the most powerful things that you yep. can do for your business. 100%. 100%, bro. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know why more people aren't yeah. doing it. Yep. But nobody does it, bro. No. Especially in Australia. Yeah. Especially in Australia. Yeah. This, I'm so glad this came out. Well, I'm, I, I go out, you know, I'm out at a cafe every day or a restaurant every yeah. night. So for me, like, you know... Do I you go, ever look at the bill? Me? No, I usually just tap now. Right, um, okay. This this, this is what I'm saying. You go there yeah. every day. Yeah. You, 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 you're, you, you're an abundant person. You're bringing yeah. in money into your life. Most people, that, most people that eat and drink at these cafes are, yeah. are, are abundant people, right? Yep. Most people that are, are buying your services or your physical physical things are, are, are abundant people when yeah, your so. phone goes beep then you know oh it's over a hundred dollars yeah Do you know what i mean you got to yeah. put in your pin because i just yeah. tap and pay but yeah. apart from that i wouldn't even know what i spend yeah until and you do accounts yeah or but, until you get that stupid little thing on your Combank app that says you spent five thousand dollars this month on food <laughs> yeah but this is where it becomes powerful for a little business like a cafe yeah. 
if the average spend in your cafe is 30 bucks yeah. per person, if you increase the average spend per person to $50, right. $50. That's crazy. Right? You're, you're talking serious cash. That's right. Serious cash on a monthly. Yeah. Serious cash. Now, you implement the upsells in your online business, the one-click upsells yeah. that I'm talking about, that yep. we're talking about. Yeah? The, they're what I call the fucking no-brainers. The simplest upsell you can ever give some uh, another human is this. You've had one Diet Coke. Yep. Would you like another Diet Coke? Yeah. You've had one coffee. Would you like another coffee? Right. You've bought a pair of hair straighteners. Would you like to get another pair of hair straighteners for fucking half price? Yeah. You've bought a pair of hair straighteners. Would you like to get the fucking straightening serum that goes with the fucking hair straighteners for fucking yep. 50 bucks? It's yep. simple shit. And if you're not doing it, you're not doing an upsell in your business, yep. you're missing out on the whole point 100%. of fucking business. That's You're right. missing the point. That's right. And especially like like you said before, restaurants, cafes, like they're operating at eight to fifteen percent margins, industry average. Yeah. So if they can increase another eight to fifteen percent on the yep. sale, on the average yep. order value of a customer, yep. they've just gone from eight percent to sixteen percent to thirty percent margin. It's complete yeah. Bro, I'll be I'll be doing like buy one muffin, get another muffin half price because the cost of a muffin is fuck all. Yeah. Right? In terms of baking it. Yeah. So, you know, you sell a muffin for fucking three dollars. Sell another one for one fifty. It doesn't yep. cost you any more money. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like the the, the raw cost is not it's not yeah. your thing. Like I know I'm using cafes as an example, but hair salons. You can do it with whatever. You can do it with anything. E commerce business. It's just so the the. I hope this fucking hits you right between the eyeballs if you're listening right now because this changed the game in your business. Yeah. If you don't fucking message me on Instagram and tell me that you've not added another 10k a month in your business online, if you don't message me in your physical cafe business and tell me you've not added at least another one or two thousand dollars a week, I want to know what the fuck you're listening to because because <laughs> that is how serious yeah. I am. That yeah. is how, that is a game changer. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. If they've already fucking purchased something, then they've or they've already given you permission. To take more money. To take more money. Simple. To take more money. But but in an in an ethical right. way where you add more value. Yeah. By giving them more of what they already yeah. want. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and a lot of you out there just are not asking the right <laughs> questions. That's right. And it's all about framing and asking the right questions. If you ask the right questions in life, you get the right you'll answer. fucking you'll 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 add more value and you'll add more money. Yeah. Simple. Game yep. changer, bro. That's 100%. I'm fucking so glad we dropped that. So fucking glad. Because that, that, that is powerful shit. It is, and people can implement it immediately. It's not hard. Yeah, and that's and that's and that's 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 why we're in this game. It's actionable content, mate. And uh, mate, I fucking loved having you on, right? If there's one piece of advice before we leave this podcast that you can give someone, like from all your years of experience, you can't you can't take no physical physical or money or leave any money behind, but you could just leave a pearl of wisdom that could drop on people's ears at the right time, right now, smack them right between the eyeballs and change their fucking life. What would it be? Oh, putting me under the pump, mate. Mate, what stand? It's a Frankie Lee podcast, bro. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice. So I would, I would say that if you've got an idea, if you're passionate about something, if you're not sure where to start, the thing is you've just got to start because at the end of the day, you know, momentum, it creates speed or speed creates more momentum and the things that seem a little bit blurry or don't seem like it's clear at the start, will automatically start to clear up. Nothing's ever going to be perfect. There's never going to be a perfect time. Perfect times do not exist. At the end of the day, you've got to create your own opportunities. There is a thing that, you know, you can be in the right place at the right time. 
you. But the more times that you're putting yourself out into places where there's going to be potential opportunity and the more times you're trying and the more times you're starting something, the more chances you have at succeeding. If you never take the time to just start, you're never going to get you know, where you want to go because you're not doing what you need to do to get the results. So that would be my little little uh, piece of advice. I love it. And and it's it's great, man, because like execution leads to you being able to find out more data and more data allows you to to get into the right thing, whatever whatever the right thing is for you. That's right. I, I seriously fucking hope, guys, that you've got about three or four actionable points out of this podcast, whether it be in terms of mindset, whether it be in terms of like upsells for your business, whether it be on like how to launch internationally. I, I just hope there's so many nuggets of information in here. We got, look, on this podcast, I don't structure it like a fucking question answer thing. I, I structure it as a conversation because I believe that one, we get a more entertaining piece of content for yeah. you guys. And two, I believe that the right, content for the right people at the right time comes out through that i hope you're feeling how fucking buzzed up and vibed i get with this podcast and understand how much i fucking love it right i really fucking hope you all fucking get that and if you can do me a solid favor yeah i'm going to put Hiles's link on instagram underneath the podcast and his websites and businesses and i'm going to put my link underneath the podcast too some of you might follow follow me at frankie on instagram some of you might not also follow the podcast account at Frankie Lee Podcast and also follow us on TikTok at, Fran- at Frankie Lee Podcast, right? But one thing I want you to do is if if we have offered you any value in this podcast today is just please, for the love of God, right, share the podcast with as many of your friends as possible that you feel can be empowered by some of the content. Fucking share it on social media. Message me and let me know how you feel it. Message Harles and let him know how you feel about it. At the end of the day, right, it makes a fucking it, it fucking buzzes my tits off when I hear people like Bron message me a voice note and say, Frankie, off the back of your podcast, I've launched a business. This podcast has empowered me to do this, this and this and this and I've launched off the back of it. Crazy. But that is some fucking so powerful to me on so many different levels and it just fucking lights yeah, me up yeah that's right but like, it's so easy, so easy anyone can do it and that's the thing yeah. 99% of people aren't going to do it it's that just that 1% yeah. that are actually going to take action and do something about it but if you can be that 1% it'll change your life yeah 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 but the butterfly the butterf- I want to create a butterfly effect in Australia the UK uh, as my first port to call and then obviously in the US as well yep. which are growing an audience there too but I want to create this butterfly effect in these countries that change people's lives and 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 obviously how how I do that and how I get this message out to more people is with you guys because you guys listen to it hopefully gain some value out of it and then you have the opportunity now to go and tell five people right and all I'm asking is that every time you listen to one of my episodes is go and tell five people that week about my podcast if I've given you value or my guest yep. has given you value and share it on social and and get it into more people's more people's perspectives because that is that is worth so much to me on a personal level for the fucking reps that I'm doing here. And, yeah, that's, all I, and that's all I want from you. That, that is generally all I want from you. It's just, it's just, if I can ask you for one thing, that's all I'm asking for. Anyway, I hope you got a lot of value from this. Thank you so much for coming on, brother. You're a champion, brother. Cheers, bro. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And guys, like, subscribe, comment. Much love. All the best. Don't forget to subscribe to the Frankie Lee Podcast.